Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, Queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan, and this is Come Through Queen. Coffee and love tastes best when hot. That's how we started, and we won't stop. No land or sea could ever keep you from me. So, sadly, Brendan is not here this week. He is already down uh, on his way to the South, celebrating his birthday with family. Happy birthday, Brendan. But instead, I have with me here today, Hillary Getty, joining me here in the Come Through Queen studio. Welcome, Hillary. Thanks, Dan. I'm so excited to be celebrating my third Brendan's birthday. I know. So, for those of you who have been with us for a very long time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hillary was in the quote-unquote studio audience for Brendan's first birthday episode two years ago, hopped on the mic for a little while as well, and that was a mess, that whole episode. (laughs) Don't go back and listen to that. Yeah, we were pretty drunk, and the equipment (laughs) wasn't quite there at the time. It's really been upgraded, guys. Uh, So uh, besides that, Hillary is a nutritionist. Yep, nutritionist to the show. Nutrition. Oh my God. (laughs) My words are escaping me. Uh, And she surprised us today with a sampling of Skinny Girl Sparklers. Yeah. So, you know, Dan brought me a drink, so I had to bring him a drink. Cheers. Um, So today I went on a little expedition to find a product that I've been seeing vaguely around for a while. Um, And these Skinny Girl Sparklers are, we're going to taste them for you because you're not going to find them. Yeah. So... Um, I found them at Best Market, which seems to be the only New York area store okay. that sells which is this located product. Where? There's one in Tribeca and okay. one in Harlem. Okay. And like maybe Long Island. So I I'm familiar with this only because I feel like almost every bodega in New York City has like 
in the window a, a sticker for yeah. Skinny Girl Sparklers, but don't actually carry them. They don't actually sell them. I think at one time, like when they first started selling yeah. them, I think they were everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just never bothered to try them. But I did some research and I learned that actually Bethany no longer owns Skinny Girl Sparklers. <laughs> and guys, she sold out to Arizona, like the makers of Arizona iced tea. Which the is The green wild. can, 99 I guess, cents. I guess they're trying to diversify in terms of like... Here's a healthy option. Yeah, and I think she was like, I don't need to keep making this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it also seems to be like her business model, like build something up and then just sell it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So today we have a few flavors. Um, we have black raspberry, tangerine mango, and pink grapefruit. Um, so before we taste, as nutritionist to the show, I'll give yeah. some thoughts. Please. So we looked at the ingredients list, and um, for a sparkling water, it's like surprisingly long. We just compared it to a LaCroix, yeah. which had literally two ingredients, and this has like 25. I mean, some of them are vitamins. Yeah. Some of them are preservatives that I don't really know why they need to be in there. There seems to be a juice in them as well. There's some juice and some honey and other sweeteners, mm. but it's weird because... They can't be that much. Like, it has to be... It's only 5% juice. So, um, we'll see how they taste, but... I would personally love to save my favorite flavor for last, the grapefruit. Yeah. So, let's go... Let's work from um, Black Raspberry. raspberry. Okay. Cheers, Hillary. Cheers. I'm like... I feel like I'm taking a shot. I know. It's scary. (laughs) Um, It's a a little medicine-y. I hate this. I, you know, this is, this is a good one for us to start with because this wouldn't be the flavor I would go to. No. I don't love a, so a black, is it, does that mean like a blackberry and a raspberry or? Um, is there so a special? pomegranate, blueberry, raspberry. Mm. So I'm getting a strong blueberry on that. Yeah. Which I, don't, I don't mind a blueberry, but I don't really need to drink a blueberry. You know what? One time I tried a blueberry cream cheese at Panera and I almost threw up. Wow. Like I like blueberries in their natural state. Yeah. I don't like them as a flavoring. Yeah. And I also always think about that at like Dunkin' Donuts with the blueberry mm, coffee, yeah. which please let me know in the Facebook group if you like blueberry coffee, because I have questions. Uh, yeah. Let's move <laughs> Let's on. Let's move I mean, on to tangerine mango. <laughs> yeah. That was bad guys. Okay. okay tangerine is, mango. Yeah. Tangerine mango. It's definitely an improvement. This is good. I want this with, um, like, rum. Mm-mm-mm. I want this as a mixer, not as a drink. Yeah. But I also feel like it couldn't just be rum in this. It would have to be watered down more. Yeah. Some seltzer plus this. Yeah. I'm surprised that this is only 5% juice because it's really, it has also kind of a thick yeah. texture. Mm. Um, so that's not, that's also just not a, it's not a, like a refreshing sparkling water No, it's not. I feel me. like I'm going to want to drink after this drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might um, need to break into the LaCroix after this. Hopefully. Okay. This grapefruit redeems. Pink grapefruit. I'm nervous. Oh, I mean, my hopes are really riding on this one. Yeah. So it's, it's the best one. It's the best one, <laughs> which yeah. I thought it was going to be. It's the best one. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, this one tastes, to me, the least medicine-y. Yeah, it's also the least thick. Like, it's the most carbonated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't, since it's grapefruit, it's not as sugary tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But I would still rather, if I'm looking for a grapefruit drink, I'd rather have a LaCroix. Yeah. Obviously. I'd rather have a Fresca. Yeah. 
I'd I mean, rather have water with some grapefruit in it. Yeah, so I guess if you're going to try one of them, run. No, don't run. Don't just, run. Just walk. <laughs> walk leisurely <laughs> to the grapefruit. Uh, but like while we're speaking about New York drinks, I wanted to get your opinion on Jules's, what is it, cleanse drink? Oh, yes. Um, what was that called? I don't remember. Al- Modern Alchemy. Modern Alchemy. Mm-hmm. So Modern Alchemy, as you guys may remember, by Jules. It's her Japanese secret recipe. Yeah. If you forgot she's Japanese, now you remember. Yeah. Um, I have had that several times. Ooh, several. Yeah. So I did not find it to really have like the alleged cleansing effects. Because mm. first of all, cleansing is fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's not really a thing. But I was expecting maybe some um, like bathroom okay, needs yeah, 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 yeah. that I did not have okay. from that. Um but the taste overall is fine. Like, I think it has a fine taste. I would say... I like it as kind of just like a breakfast drink. I mean, we all know that Jules is my sister. She is our uh, fallen sister. She is our fallen sister. And I think it's better than all three sparklers. Oh, it's definitely 100% better than the <laughs> yeah. sparklers. Um, so cheers to her. I yeah, think and she's still selling at Whole Foods, baby. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh as you may recall... Um, even Skinny Girl, the margarita, was kicked out of Whole Foods in 2011. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, because it had toxic ingredients. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, I think it's a perfect time for us to take a quick break and get rid of these sparklers. And we'll be back with um, with the news. There's so much news so going much on. News. So stay tuned. Okay, and we're back, and we are going to move from food reviews to music reviews. <laughs> we are multi-talented here at Comfort yes. Queen. I mean, we opened the show with Coffee and Love by Ashley Darby. Loved it. The pop girls are shaking right now. They really are. We're going to talk a little bit more about that during the Potomac uh, recap, but before we get to that, there's another single that dropped this week. It sure did. That you demanded that we discuss. <laughs> I did demand this. So uh, I knew this was coming out, obviously. Yeah. I saw the posts and I have some questions yeah. about this song. So this is Kim Zolciak wig and yep. E! News is reporting on this. So Kim Zolciak Bierman's new song is out now. The Don't Be Tardy star dropped her latest single, Wig, parentheses, Wish I Gave a Shit, on iTunes Wednesday. And now she's revealing the inspiration behind the song in an exclusive interview with E! News. She says, Oh, it's so fun. My publicist, Jack, said to me, You're turning 40. You should do a song. And I'm like, Oh my God, I do not want to perform in clubs. I just don't feel like I'm in that realm anymore. And he's like, well, you have to do something fun, you know? So that's kind of where it came from. After being sent the song, Kim couldn't get it out of her head. She says, I will be doing a video. Yes. My daughter, Brielle, is like, Mom, you have to do a video. So I have a pretty awesome idea in my head. We're going to shoot it here pretty quickly. I never did one for Don't Be Tardy, and I do regret it. So we're definitely going to be doing a video for sure. So I love that Kim thinks that she's going to be booked in clubs. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, if I release a song, I'm going to be booked. Well, she did 
perform, I think it was like at the white party yeah. for Don't Be Tardy. That was like the big plot point that one time. Yeah, but it's just hilarious to think of her being like, oh, I'm so anxious about performing yeah. publicly. Like if I release the song, it's going to be such a hit. Well, also, I thought Kim Solciak was canceled. She after, definitely is canceled. <laughs> after like the reunion <laughs> performance. And I remember they halted production on Don't Be Tardy. Yeah. But this article mentioned the fact that they like wrapped recently. So maybe they just like put a pin in it and then came back. I guess they're revisiting. Yeah. Maybe this is her plea for, you know. I feel like Bravo. I mean, not only Bravo, but like most things like they'll let like a scandal just simmer. Yeah. And like fade out and then just jump back. Well, and especially because they know the fans. I think most people who watch Bravo watch at least two Bravo franchises. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think people who are watching Atlanta primarily may also be watching Potomac. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. watching Below Deck or Southern Charm. Like they're watching some other show. So they're entertained and kind of forget about it. And then once it comes back, they're like, wait a minute, what's going on with that lady? So I mean, I'm always amazed. Like, don't be tardy. Actually, gets pretty decent ratings. It's a hit. I think like it must be like the family dynamic that some people are attached to, kind of like the Osbournes or something. <laughs> the like Osbournes. A, like a zany family, you know what zany I mean? Zany fam, yeah. Not my. I cup have of not tea. watched Don't Be Tardy, <laughs> um, but I admire her commitment to that being her brand of yeah. this one song. The one song. But wig, so for Wig, I think, first of all, <laughs> the name of Wig is, <laughs> if you've seen the cover art for this single. I have not seen it. Oh my God, I'm going to Well, you need to look now. it up because yeah. it's a picture of her looking like, well, it's a really photoshopped picture of her to look more like Brielle, to look more like Kylie Jenner, but with oh. a hat on. Oh my God. It's black and white. And then it says Wig, parentheses, wish I gave a shit, but the W-I-S- W-I-G-S is in, like, pink to, like, show you that it's an acronym. Except for that the acronym is wrong. (laughs) Because it's wig, not wigs. Oh, my God. I mean... But then when I was listening to the song, she doesn't actually... She does, like, a little Beyonce and doesn't say the curse word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce pre-lemonade, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, wish I gave up. Mm. And there's a beat. So I guess that's the acronym, but that's still not how like acronyms really work. Yeah. She just like got tired of doing the full acronym. (laughs) And then we should also mention that this is not an original beat. Oh no. (laughs) This beat has been ripped from the headlines. I mean, ripped from the headlines of (laughs) Radar by Britney Spears released on two Britney albums. (laughs) Yeah. It is some copyright infringement. Um, I'll be following this case closely because it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, although who's, it's going to be like Jamie Spears, right? It's not Britney. (laughs) Britney doesn't know what's going on, but, um, yeah, when I first started listening to the song, I was like, oh, I've already heard this song. Yeah. And I felt very confused. It's very hard. it had just come out <laughs> literally moments prior. So I I didn't really know, like, and then it clicked for me. Um, but there is a gem about two minutes into the song mm. where she finally says, that, so it's like the song is really stupid and she's going yeah. on about her wig and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she says some weird stuff about like, kittens needing milk and peachy peachy and it's weird uh unfortunately itunes did not have the lyrics on it which i was looking looking for for because that is one of the features i enjoy about Mm. apple music is when they give me the lyrics yeah yeah yeah. but she did not provide the lyrics so um i'm not sure if she knows them but there's a time like two minutes into the song where she's like 
I'm a queen, bitch, get off of my wig. But it's like <laughs> super low and sounds crazy. And it, I stopped it. I was, I was in the street walking and I stopped in yeah. my tracks. So I was like, what just oh happened my to God. me? That being said, I kind of like this song. Oh. Like I would, I could listen to the song in a gym class. Yeah, in a gym class. I could listen to the song, not really at the bar, but mm. like at a party. Yeah, If yeah, it came yeah. on. An I, intimate party. I would be okay with it. Sure. Um, I would not lose my mind like no. I do when um, any Countess Luann bop oh comes on. Oh my God, on. yeah, no, no. But I would, you know, oh, first I would think it was Radar, so I'd be excited. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> kind of settle into it being a, a Kim Zolciak original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, good for her for trying. I'm proud of her for doing something. But Ashley Dar- Darby is the one true musical queen Ashley of our Darby generation. Ashley Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of... Luann's discography. Oh, Luann. She's making news outside of the Countess and Friends show, which She's has been a like, lot of news. which has been like a news generating moment in and of, in and of itself. Yeah. So, recently reported, she's dating her agent. Correct. We also saw over Fourth of July holidays taking a picture with the Count. We did see that. This was less than. I mean, this was a week ago. It, yeah. TMZ reports. Today. Today. Countess Luann Delaseps, one of the stars of Roni, has another legal mess on her hands with a lawsuit from none other than her ex and their kids. Luann's ex, Alexander Delaseps, and their two adult children, Noel and Victoria, are suing her, claiming she didn't keep her end of the divorce deal signed back in 2009. In docs obtained by TMZ, they say Luann treated herself back in 2013 to a luxurious 3.1 mil pad in the ritzy town of Sag Harbor, but never followed through with creating a trust giving the kids half of the house. That was part of the divorce deal. Now they're saying she's threatening to sell the house and use the cash to buy herself a new crib in upstate New York, which would mean the kids never got their cut. They want the court to declare she's in breach of divorce and move forward with an injunction blocking the house sale. I'm shaking. I mean, this is the house I adore. <laughs> the house we all adore. The house we all adore. Come through Queen is going to come through together to buy this yes, house. Please. So Victoria and Noel need to step off. Please, Victoria. Enough. Enough, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're going to get to some Victoria news later, but it's just yeah. wild that the kids are turning against Luann when just recently Victoria filmed that scene with her mom, like, oh, like, it's so great having you back. Like, we don't have Tom, who was a creep around anymore. Totally. And I'm shocked that, I mean, I think that Noelle is probably just like, okay, whatever. But I just feel that, like, I'm really surprised that Noelle would, like, care to do a lawsuit against his mom. I mean, or anyone, frankly. Especially, like, they're, like, okay, you're going to inherit this one way or the other. Like, whether it yeah, be in your trust weird. or, like, your mom has it. Like, right. just you're deal with it. it. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I, It's not I'm a good wondering... look for Noel and Victoria. Although, Brendan seemed to be Team Noel, ride or die. Good thing he's not here today. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brendan. Um, yeah, I'm wondering, too, like, what exactly the terms of the divorce were, like, that preclude her from buying and selling a home like well i think 
There, so the, I think, thinking back to it all, she sold that Hampton's house, mm-hmm. the big one, mm-hmm. which probably was under both of their names. Okay. And there probably so was some sort of like, happening. all right, you're going to get this chunk of change from the sale of that house. Whatever you buy with that, the kids have to be like, their trusts have to be half of that mm. deed. I know. This is like, this is real estate law. This is divorce marriage law. This is trust and estates law. This there's a lot of, there's a lot of different lawyer hats that need to be put on. I don't have <laughs> all those hats in my oh. uh, closet, unfortunately, oh, no. but I can tell you that like the fact that the kids weren't on half of the deed under the trust is not a surprise that should be coming up now. Right. Like that would have been known when she purchased right, the we house. Right, should have known that in 2013. Yeah, exactly. So. I wonder why the Count is choosing to care about this now. I mean, I guess like for the love of the kids. Yeah. I wonder too if like, if he, it seems like he would be the one, like the aggressor on this. Whereas yeah. the kids, like I don't think, I certainly don't think Noelle is doing this, but I also don't really think Victoria is like. Dad, how can we, like, sue mom? <laughs> yeah. You know? I know, because, like, he doesn't stand to benefit from this. It's really the kids that stand to benefit. Right. I don't know. Stay tuned. I can't wait to hear more about this. Although, yeah, I, like, watching. I want this family to not be in shambles. Like, I want them to yeah. piece well, it together. I did post a conspiracy theory in the comments mm. of Come Through Queen Facebook group, mm. which is that I think that her meeting with the Count last week was her doing some work to try to nullify this whole situation. Mm. Maybe they can remarry. We don't have to deal with any of this. I know, but what about that agent that she's now dating? I can't wait to see how that plays out, too. Yeah, we'll be watching. Uh, so, Kenya Moore in the news. Kenya Moore. This comes from page six. So, Kenya Moore is expecting a baby and one fewer paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlanta star will not be returning for the show's 11th season. An insider told page six on Wednesday producers offered her a part-time role and she didn't want the reduction in pay. So she's out page six previously reported that pregnant Moore 47 was absent from a cast trip to support Nene leaks in South beach, Florida in June. Moore joined the Bravo show in its fifth season, which ran from, uh, 2012 to 2013 she tied the knot with mark daly off screen last year and confirmed her pregnancy in april in june she denied reports that she was leaving the show saying on her instagram page that she was reviewing her latest offer wow so i feel like she must have filmed some scenes totally because they're like in production yeah i think that what we're seeing is Similar to that season where Lou was friend of and then later rejoined as a main. Yeah. But Kenya chose not to follow through with that. And that was the same season where where also Sonia was like not in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are a lot of contract issues yeah. in these programs. But I find it interesting that the reason I always think this is funny when people say that they don't want to do it. At, like part time because they're going to get paid less, but not doing it at all. Yeah, you get paid. Nothing. You're still not getting. And to be a part time on the Real Housewives, yeah, nothing bad happens to you. Yeah, and you don't have to do anything. So yeah. you kind of just show up, have a drink at a party, and like get a little coins. I know. You, I think also like besides that, well, they're they're do they're saying that in order to like play hardball. Yeah, because obviously, I think Kenya is even more of an asset to the show. 
than Luann and Sonia were back then. Right. They've really grown. Yeah. But at the time, yeah, there were so... there At that time, there were like 105 housewives. Yeah. Uh, but Kenya is like the shitzer of Atlanta. Yeah. So I wonder who is going to step into that role. Yeah. I mean, I think they mentioned the fact... I like dug a little deeper into this. Uh, Marlo and Ava were mm-hmm. both at this... Uh, Florida event. Well, we all know attending the trips is required. Yes. So. So hopefully Marlo finally gets her peach this season. I hope so. Oh my God. It's been like a half a decade in the making. (laughs) Yeah. She deserves it. I think she's like the longest running friend of. Yeah. Of all time. Yeah. But maybe Kenya can join New York Housewives if she's up here with her bae. That's what I would love. Because everyone's reporting she's living in Brooklyn full time. Um, while we're talking about her being in Brooklyn, I would like to report that I did go to SoCo. <gasps> you got, like, we try to get a reservation and it's like booked. Well, I went on Easter Sunday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a delight. The food was incredible. This is like one of the few times I've heard a positive review from a Housewives adjacent well, food I, establishment. Yeah, it was great. Uh, honestly, you need to go. Um, it was great. I had a, first of all, they have a ton of brunch cocktails, Mm. um, some of which come in pitchers, which is dangerous admittedly, but I enjoyed it. Um, is it a Bloody Mary or a mimosa in a pitcher? Um, I believe the pitcher is like a rum punch. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically a skinny girl sparkler, but better. Yeah. Um, but then they also have a ton of other brunch cocktails. Like they have a margarita, Mm. they have a mimosa, they have everything. Um, and then the food was delicious. So like what, what, what was like a food highlight? Mac and cheese. Okay. Uh, chicken and waffle was great. That's what I want. They have some good like fried seafood situations. Love that. Um, it was all really delicious and like well plated. They have a little back door, back, uh, outdoor area in the back. I like, you know, once Atlanta ended, it totally fell off my radar, mm. but maybe not now's the time. Now might be the time to go. And especially now it's summer. You summer. can sit outside, uh, have a little outdoor cocktail seating. outdoors. Oh my God. Yeah. So love this quick tip. Yeah. I would love, love so quick tip. Everyone, <laughs> if you're in New York city, um, Soko is monumental like New York city. Mon- monumental baby. Uh, so something else, which is a destination that we will all need, need to be attending soon. Attention. Tom, Tom <laughs> is open. <laughs> We we thought it would never happen. Never. But it's here. And not only is it open, but we have a call from the streets outside of TomTom. Uh, Christopher is here to inform us what went down on opening night. So let's take a listen. Hi, Brandon and Dan. It's Christopher. And I'm just calling because uh, I ran into a few Bravo celebrities last night when I was seeing my friend perform at the Abbey. And uh, I walked by this bar and it looked like the Tower of Terror. It was wonderful. And I look up and the sign says capital T, capital T. And I look closer and there are black letters, the black letters say, Om Om. I was in front of Tom Tom and there was a Daily Mail party with a blue carpet. It was wonderful. And, uh, and so I was meeting some gays and they were really late. And so, of course, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to uh, kind of chill around here, maybe get some food. So very soon after I walked by Tom Tom, uh, Peter from Vanderpump Rules walked by in an open blue shirt, looked really hot, blackout wasted. And then uh, Stassi Schroeder came out. Oh, my God. She looked stunning in a pink latex dress. I, I was I – was, I don't want to say shook because it's old, but, oh, my God, like, it, she looked stunning. And so she comes up, and she 
walks up next to me, is waiting for her Uber, and all I said was, you're an awesome woman, you look beautiful. And she turned to me with her stossy stare, and then she smiled a little bit and softened, and she said, thank you, that's so genuinely nice, thank you so much, and then got in her Uber and left. She was, I mean, we only exchanged a few words, but she was lovely and wonderful, and then Peter came barreling down again, blackout, blue shirt open, still hot, and uh, the shots of sunset were there. Uh, oh, my God, everyone was so blackout. And uh, then all of a sudden, Ken Todd comes out and starts taking pictures with everyone, which I didn't give a shit about because I've met Ken Todd a few, Ken Todd a few times. One time at Villa Blanca, I was eating uh, a chicken pasta, and he just decided, without me even knowing, just decided to put Jiggy on my head. And I love Jiggy, but I don't like dogs. And so I, I am a little still mad at Ken Todd. But anyway, uh, I thought I'd call in. Uh, oh, and at the Abbey, I thought I saw um, Lisa Edelstein from uh, Girlfriend's Guide, and I sent an Instagram story to a bunch of people saying, like, oh, my God, I'm sitting next to her. But it was just the odd mom out woman. Uh, anyway, come through, Queen. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Wow. Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Normally, we chastise people for a long call, but this was gold from start to finish. I want to say, Christopher, first I want to commend you for your attention to detail. Yes. The fashions. I mean, the pink latex dress is giving me, in my mind, Lala in the intro of last season of Vanderpump Rules. I'm wondering if she, like, took that idea and ran with it. Maybe. Peter, looking hotter by the season. Blue shirt. Open. Open. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Uh, Ken Todd. Ken Todd. I have to ask, though, the one detail that was missing from this for me is, was there a small puppy Mm. within Ken Todd's shirt? Although I am excited to learn that he puts dogs on people's heads. (laughs) I know, I'm feeling motivated to go to Villa Blanca. Um, Uh, Yeah, I mean, Villa Blanca is, as I've said before, probably the best food establishment of the three, Mm. because it's more restaurant-focused. So if you're out there, eat there, get an app at Sir... And just drink at pump. Okay. That's kind of like the... That's well, a good tip. I've never been to L.A. Um, yeah, yeah. And I took your reporting on L.A. pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah. And I feel I felt it was very relatable. Mm. I feel like when I finally go there... Some of my family lives out there now, so I okay. get to go visit them. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'll just be walking around like... Where are the tall buildings? buildings? <laughs> and where's Jiggy? Is he on my head? <laughs> I love it. And I can't wait to hear more about Tom Tom. So this Daily Mail party, I'm sure, was being filmed for Vanderpump Rules because we know they're Absolutely. filming at this point. And Dorinda was there. Amazing. I'm sure she's wearing some amazing fashions as well. As well as Spidey. Wow. Give Spidey a tray. Like, can they start working at TomTom, <laughs> maybe? Ooh, I like that. I feel like they're ready for a return. Kristen Carvalari has, like, that E! show, but who cares about her? Yeah. It's all about Spidey. Um, Excited to see what happens with TomTom. Yeah, I, I know. We were we were upset that they weren't open in time for Pride, but maybe like that was the right decision. Like yeah. Pride would have overshone TomTom. I think it maybe would have been like accidentally a pop up situation. Mm. <laughs> like they would have destroyed the building and it wouldn't. Have yeah. Also, well. they'll be prepared for next year's Pride. Yeah, exactly. They need like a full year prep before yeah. they get to Pride. So. 
We're going to do a quick drag rundown because there's some yes. news items. We want to also hear your opinion of this past season, tens across the board. Uh, but first, last week, during the 4th of July, July holiday, Aquaria dragged BB Rexa <laughs> up and down Twitter. So the long and short of it is that BB Rexa tweeted about the fact that at, I don't even remember what it was called, like, it wasn't like Legends, it was, uh, oh, it was like the Remarkables. That or like, thing after the Drag, the drag Race finale. finale. Yeah, it was like <laughs> amazing people. <laughs> yeah, like the Ryan Murphy Awards. I don't something, know. What it was. Something like supporting people doing the work, you yeah. know? Uh, so BB Rexa performed like right at the opening because if you were watching the Drag Race finale, like it went straight into a BB yeah. Rexa performance. Yeah, well, I immediately muted it because yeah. <laughs> I was busy digesting. Yeah, so. As we know, the final four were also at this award show. They were. BB Rexa tweets that the final four ignored her and were kind of cold to her because she says she wasn't like done up in her makeup yet, so maybe they didn't recognize her. I'm sorry. If I saw BB Rexa, I would maybe like there would be a glimmer of recognition in my brain, but I wouldn't know the name. I wouldn't know any, I wouldn't know the song. I would never in my life, even today, if you showed me a picture of BB Rexa, I would say, who is that? (laughs) I don't know who that is. Um, And actually it was funny when she, when it like came across the screen that she was performing because previously, like earlier in the week, one of my friends had like sent a group chat being like, who is BB Rexa? And, (laughs) Everyone was like, I don't know. I mean, of the Albanian pop stars, she is in third place, I would say. Great. We got Dua holding strong at number one. Number one. Rita wishes and has been wishing. Yeah. And even when she was number one, she wasn't really number one. And now we got (laughs) Beanie. Yeah. Rita was number one before Dua came around. And now no one has time for BB Rex. Yeah, no. And certainly, well, Aquaria does have time to drag her on Twitter. Which I was following this closely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Following closely. And, I loved it. and did you catch when Eureka. I was just going to ask if you caught that. I did catch when Eureka swooped in. Yes. Apologized for the girls, even though they weren't looking to apologize. And saying how. And she. And uh, Eureka said how much she loves BB Rexa. Eureka Aqu- has never heard of BB Rexa, even still, I'm yeah. sure. And then Aquaria was like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. That was so bizarre. Stand with your sisters. Right. I mean, I think it's so crazy also to like, of course these, in at least, I don't know about the rest of the world, but to me, obviously, the four, the final four of Drag Race are much more famous than BB Rexa. So why oh, yeah. would she need to expect them to recognize her? You know, I actually looked online to see on Twitter, BB Rexa has like 3 million followers mm-hmm. and I think something like that. No, no, 1 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of, I think Dua has 3 million. Yeah, number one. Uh, so, and like Aquaria is still under a million. Wow. So I think like in the general populace, maybe BB Rexa hmm. is something. But like to our community. News to me, yeah. It's all about Aquaria. Yeah. So before we get to the other Drag Race news, speaking of Aquaria. Yeah. How do you feel about season 10, how it rolled out, how it ended, wrapped up, wrapped up? Okay. What's going on? So I'll start by saying that I am happy with the final winner. Yes. I'm happy about that. I am feeling frustrated with Mama Rue this mm. season. Um, I don't understand the 
Mama Rue's obsession with Cameron Michaels. Okay. I, that's not connecting yeah. for me. Um, and I don't really love Eureka either. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling like frustrated by the time we got to the final four. And especially, I think my peak frustration was at the Shantae, you both stay mm. when Cameron and Eureka were both yeah. safe. Because I kind of felt like I agreed with Aquaria about it. Like, no, we don't need to save these people. Because, of course, I only felt that way because I didn't care about either of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it had been like... Monet and Aquaria and they both were safe I would be like oh my god thank you so much like I praise you for the rest of my life but then I started feeling frustrated and from there I was like well whatever I feel like she walked into it with Aquaria in her mind for winning and like that's what we ended up with right and I think that that happens a lot Mm -hmm. um, on this program sure which is of course what's going to happen when she's the sole decider for who goes home every time. Um, And something that I've been thinking about, especially this season, is I feel like it would be interesting for the lip syncs during the season if they're lip syncing, the person they're lip syncing should be there and that person should decide who Um. goes home. Which I think would be kind of a shakeup because it would they wouldn't know the history. That's so fun. But it would yeah. make the lip sync that much more, more important, important yeah. and real. Because right now the lip sync is fake, right? It's oh like whoever she decides is going home is going home. Give you a producer hat, please. Thank you. I'll take I my love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is those are kind of my thoughts. I I stand Monet Exchange. Yeah. So I was heartbroken and I didn't really recover. Um, so after that, yeah. you know, I was, I, similarly to you, don't love Cracker, but yeah. I was still rooting for her at that point. But I was you've like, seen Cracker too in real life. I've seen Cracker a lot because yeah. she used to perform a lot at our former haunt. Yeah. RIP Boots and Saddles Drag Lounge. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw her a lot there and I think that she's a person who is a comedic performer. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say necessarily funny. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think all of her jokes land all the time, but sure. I think that her act live is um, a lot better than her performance on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that her personality didn't come across at all. And whether or not you like her personality yeah. is a different situation, but I do want to say as a compliment and I've been dragged to hell and back <laughs> for like not complimenting Ms. Cracker. Live, whether or not you do like her, she definitely grabs the audience's attention. She does, yes. She definitely pulls you in. Um, And I think she's very entertaining to watch, whether or not you're like, I love this, or like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I think she's fascinating to watch. I think her makeup is beautiful. Her hair is beautiful. And it always has been. And it definitely improved over the season as well. For sure. So I think she'll eventually go back for All Stars. Yeah. And I think that she will do better then. Yeah. But, so I was rooting for her after Monet went home. Um, and also Aquaria, because I like mm-hmm. Aquaria more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I am happy that they squashed their feud pretty early on. Sure. Because yeah, that yeah. was kind of, it was entertaining for the first episode. And yeah. then I was like, I don't need that anymore. Yeah. Um, so we're all happy with the outcome, but frustrated but with the season. Speaking of your recommendations for the show and how it could be better, apparently the Emmy uh, jury, I don't even know <laughs> what the right word is. Yeah. Uh, they don't agree with me. They, they love it. 12, 12, 12, 12 across, across the, board. the board. 12 Emmy nominations. Insane. I didn't like look deep enough into it, but I'm curious to see if Raven and, um, what's her name? 
Delta Work got nominated again. That would like be they interesting. Last yeah. year, yeah. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, definitely something worth noting. And then like to close it out on a kind of like not so pleasant note. There was a little outrage last week on Twitter about Trixie Mattel mm. of a joke that uh, was filmed at a roast. Like they did the like what is it? Haters roast or something? I think that's the name okay. of it. Did you see this or I no? I did not see this. Okay. So Trixie tells a joke at a roast that has, so Latrice is is part of the panel Mm -hmm. and it's something like Trixie says, uh, Hey guys, do you like my dress? It's cotton. Latrice picked it out. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't think anybody bit. likes that. Why? And there's been a whole conversation about like, oh, like the rules are different at a roast. Da, 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 da. And, you know, as two white people, we're probably not the best equipped to comment on it other than the fact that we don't care for it. It's alarming. Yeah. I would say. And it's like, it doesn't seem like the kind of stuff that's normally in her routine. Yeah. Did Latrice have any commentary on Lut- this? Latrice came out and said, like, she's not offended by it. She's fine. It's a roast. Da, da, da. Okay. But, like, the, the response was, like, it doesn't matter that Latrice is cool with it. Like, oh. hmm. we could not be cool with it, and Latrice could be cool with it, and yeah. that could still be a conversation. Hmm. So I think it's just worth pointing out, because I feel like, people have been ignoring it a little bit just because it's Trixie. And, like, yeah. people love Trixie. I don't relate to that feeling. Yeah, I like okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always been, like, middle of the road with Trixie. Yeah, I think that she... I mean, I think she's a good performer, obviously, mm-hmm. but she's not um, a, a person that I stand, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how I'd feel. I mean, I think I still feel uncomfortable, but if it was someone who I'm, like, obsessed with yeah. and they said that... I'm sure that I would still be like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yikes. <sighs> yikes. Okay. But uh, last but not least in the news, we have some requ- required reading for you guys. We do. Uh, so Hillary brought this to my attention. It's from the New York Magazine website, The Cuts, like, subsite or whatever it's called, right? Yep. So it's a, a series of articles, I think, called I Think a Lot About... And then whatever it is. And this one is Kelly Ben Simone running in front of a cab. Yes. And this is something that I think plagues all of us longtime fans. Yeah. Um, it is a thought that has popped into my head pretty much any time I've seen a yellow cab since that <laughs> season. Um, and also as someone who has met Kelly Ben Simone on several occasions yeah. in the course of my work, um, it is something that I cannot get out of my head. So I found this article very relatable and it's just really, it's a good read because it has some interesting thoughts that even if you think about this a lot, maybe you haven't thought of how they affix cameras to the car in front of her to record this insane scene. And also like the idea that they recorded this in order to like set up what her personality is going to be. Yeah. Like I'm fun. (laughs) I'm free. I'm easy breezy. I'm athletic. So it's like a really interesting deep dive on like one little scene. Literally 30 seconds, not even. From seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So everybody check that out. Yeah. Run, don't walk to that. Unlike the sponsors. Run in front of a cab. (laughs) Run in front of a cab. (laughs) Whatever it takes to get you there. 
Uh, so let's move it on to the shows, right? Uh, we got Potomac. So Hillary watched season one of Potomac. Yep. Which I can't even attest to. I watched wow. like half of the first We're season. We're on like reverse Potomac lifestyle. I know. I feel like that must have been what turned you off because like the first season was not anything to write home about. Yeah. It's something that I need to, I acknowledge that I need to watch it. Yeah. But I need to fit it in. It's like a blind so spot in your Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know the players, which is important. For the most part. There's two new people since you've been there. Okay. It's Monique and Candace. Two younger girls, which is great because now Ashley Darby has some more contemporaries. Some peeps, yeah. She has some peeps. Uh, And season two is also a short season, so you could breeze through that. And then you only have like the current season to get through, which is they've finally graduated to a proper... Housewives 20 episode season. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I should have some time to catch up before we dive into OC. Yeah. Coming soon. What are your feelings on Dallas? Love. See, I feel like Potomac also jumped in with a great second season. Yeah. I I watched Dallas from the beginning and loved it. And um, before it started, one of my friends had gone on a vacation to like some resort in Mexico mm-hmm. and like befriended this middle-aged woman and her husband while on vacation. And then it turned out to be Carrie and Mark Duber. Wow. And they are like still in touch. Like she texts him. That's crazy. Yeah. That's also strangely similar to when Alex and I saw Ashley Darby and her old man husband in St. Martin Ooh. on the beach at the restaurant we went to, but I was shy and like Alex wanted to say hi and I was like, I really don't want to say <laughs> Yeah, well, this was even before the show had come out. So he was like, I just met this woman. Oh, She's okay. going to be on this show. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. You, have you heard about The Rehouse of Dallas? And I was like, of course I've heard about it. Um, so anyway, so I've, I've been weighing on Dallas that whole time. So I'm like, I need to understand, like, since I've heard, I have, like, one degree of separation from this woman. I need to, like, understand her. Yeah, yeah. And that first season was weird, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was so clearly not a Housewives yeah. from the beginning. but. Um, I'm all in on, on Leanne Locken, oh, that whole queen. thing, but I do need to catch up on Potomac. Potomac. So what's happening now? So I introduced you to Ashley Darby's song, the Coffee song and the Love, summer. the song of the summer. Guys, <laughs> the, it's over. The conversation's over. <laughs> it's Coffee and Love by Coffee Ashley Darby, love. uh, available on Spotify, probably iTunes too, but like, why would you go <laughs> there? Uh, And then it was in, not this past week's episode, but the week before, because we took a little break last week for 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of the great plot points of Potomac, which I think arose during the second season, was the opening of Oz, which is Ashley and her husband's restaurant, Mm because he's of Australian descent. Okay. They had an open open mic night at Oz, where she performed with her brother to perform a love song for her husband okay and (laughs) that turns out to be coffee and love available now Uh, (laughs) and a plot point that like kind of transgresses like through the episode is the fact that like he wasn't that into it like and one of the girls says he wasn't like smiling or anything during it and there's pictures of him just looking miserable (laughs) (laughs) So that's something. Wow. Okay. Now, one of the new girls, Monique, who is a younger girl, she's turning 
34, meaning she's younger than me. Although, like, I don't know if this was filmed around my birthday. Maybe we're contemporaries. I don't know. And she decides that she wants to go to France for her birthday. Because her her name is Monique. Oh, and okay. it's French. <laughs> That's the reason? And also, she loves essential oils, and apparently essential oils, they love them in, in France. Wow. Uh, and, like, she is justifying... I kind of like this. She's, she like, she's having a conversation with her husband, and she's justifying why she's inviting the girls she doesn't like. Because she's like, I just want to show them a different side of me. Like, oh, it's my birthday. Yeah. I want to show them, like, the side of me that can, like, plan this trip. da 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 Normally, like, on OC, when they went to Ireland, they were like, let's just go to Ireland, <laughs> even yeah, though we hate each other. I kind of like that as, like, a, she's at least trying. She's trying. To, even if she's just justifying it to herself. Yeah, Like, that's at least she's doing that aloud. So, her plan of attack is sending a mime to personally <laughs> visit the women and invite them to France. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, she, sent, she sends an invitation to one of the girls, Robin, who Alex and I love. Uh, with her kids, blah, blah, blah. This same woman, she got in an altercate, a physical altercation with where one of them was attacking the other with an umbrella, okay. but still invited her to, to this. Well, she'll see a different side. Yes, she'll see a she different side. She can use side. some calming <laughs> essential oils. Essential oils. She sends a mime to a lunch that Giselle and Karen are having, mm. which you should be familiar with them because they were OGs. I know them. The mime arrives mid-fight. <laughs> they're screaming at each other and the mime's just like in the background trying like, to like bloop, yeah exactly like a and, box. They're, and they're like get away mime oh my god uh, but then they accept the invitation anyway. I might need to pop into that scene yes yes just for entertainment uh, so I mean that's pretty much like the the episode before that we need to catch up on wow this more recent episode the girls are like preparing for France, we learned that Michael wasn't like happy during the Coffee and Love performance. How sad. sad. Uh, but then we, we get to, we're on our way to France. Monique and Charisse, which is the housewife I hate the most, who Whoa. was demoted from series regular from the first two seasons to friend of this Ooh. season. She and Monique upgraded to first class which the other girls were upset about oh my god! because like we should be together you know that mentality yes we all need to be touching on the plane yes yeah, so touch we need to hold hands on the plane <laughs> uh we get to france what was interesting is monique's planning the trip so she's giving out the keys there's a penthouse which she's taking because it's her birthday blah 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 of course uh there's an one other suite and she decides to give it to either Giselle, who she's been fighting with all season, or Robin, as I mentioned before, got in the umbrella altercation with. She says, mm-hmm. I want to give this as like an olive branch, like a gesture of friendship. But she approaches the both of them and like says, like, you know, like I, we've been having problems, but you guys decide. <laughs> oh my God. So instead of just picking one of them, she wants to like have them fight amongst themselves for it. That is like a new level of psychotic because. Yes. I feel like what I would do, and this is passive-aggressive and yeah. petty, but I would just hand out the keys and act like I'm doing it totally random. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, here's a key. Sure, like, sure, bye. Sure. I don't know what the rooms are. And then if they get pissed about it, that's yeah. not my problem. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, unlike unlike uh, New York strip last year, they all got their own rooms. And okay. Monique was like, everyone's getting their own room. Wow. I don't want to hear anything, which was great. Yeah. 
So what happened? So uh, Robin was like, oh, you know, I don't care. And then Giselle was like, okay, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no fight at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So there has been this character, Matt. He is Karen, who's like the matriarch, the older one. Mm-hmm, with the mole? With the mole, okay. yes. Uh, he's like kind of her assistant, but then also I posted on one of the Come Through Queen social media sites how he showed up in a Danielle Staub Instagram picture. Yes. And he has connections to all these women somehow. I think he might like manage some of them, but like on the show they're pretending he's Karen's assistant. Huh. So while they're all like drinking kicking, having fun in France, one of the girls says that Matt was drunk at a gay bar and spilled that Karen doesn't live in Great Falls and lives in an apartment, which is like, Karen's the one who has the IRS scandal with her husband. Mm -hmm. They want to like collect on him for clothes on houses, etc. Haven't we learned? I know, Teresa, haven't we learned from Teresa? Hasn't she paid the price for all of us? (laughs) You would think, but... Uh, So that was like a fun scandal. And like one of the other girls was like, she moved from her old house to this big mansion, but brought none of her furniture. She's like, it's a staged house. <laughs> so the claim is like, she's like renting the house just to entertain there. Oh. And then she retreats to her apartment. I would like to be wealthy enough to rent a house for entertaining. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it's like <laughs> on a, like a hourly basis oh, rather okay. than like yeah. you're renting for the month or something, okay, you know? So we're really only, only on like day one and a half for Potomac. There's plenty going on for, in this France trip. Yeah. You know the trips are like the best part of They're any franchise. Thing, of course. So there's like a lot more to come. Wow. Great. So let's get to New York. Let's get into it. You is, Like where does New York fall on your like favorites and stuff? Uh, number one. Number one. It's yeah. the correct best housewives. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think part of that is obviously like a bias of living here. Sure. And I do live on the Upper East Side. Which, so you're an uptown I'm girl. In, I'm in the heart of it. I live a few blocks from Sonia. Mm. I often accidentally pass her home. And the parking garage. And the parking garage next to it. Um, and you can always tell if she's home because <sighs> the if she's not home, first of all, there's like a thousand New York posts on the step. Mm-hmm. And also, if she is home, she always has the light on in the like, yeah, yeah. front. Yeah, thing. yeah. So, um, and she does have, there's a relic of, like, seasons past where they went to some party or something where they got these, it's like a dollar bill, like a $100 bill piece of art. It's like a block that's, like, painted like a $100 bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has one right in the window of the foyer. Like, you can see it from the street. Oh, my God. So, if the light's on, you can get a glimpse of that. Um yeah. So I live amongst them and feel a connection. And I recently walked past, I think I sent you maybe a video of this uh, intersection. Yes, the iconic intersection. The iconic tiramisu intersection where um, Ramona was filmed speaking on the telephone with Bethany Frankel. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, yeah, so I'm amongst them. I live like a couple blocks from T-Bar where Ramona is constantly going. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you seen her there? I have never seen her. There's been a couple of times in the street where I've seen women who I'm like, is that Ramona? (laughs) But then they don't look crazy enough. So I'm like, no, it's definitely not her. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I do feel, you know, an ambient connection Mm -hmm. to them from being 
especially in that neighborhood, but also just in general in New York. I also love OC, especially yeah. like early OC, but mm. I still am into it. But so not like not things. like the first seasons. Like, I kind of love the early seasons where it's like where it's Joe, like a documentary. Is, Joe and Slade are like being weird. <sighs> um, but I feel like Vicky always brings it and always has. Yeah. And she's insane, but I do support. So those are probably my two favorite franchises. I know. We get them next week. We're back next week. I know. Uh, so we are prepping for Countess and Friends. <laughs> yes, we are. With like two, I don't remember the roles. Like one's like a director. Yeah, one's the director and like the somebody musical else. Music director. <laughs> but we're excited. There Richard, are more people involved in this than you'd think. Yeah, I know. It's like a production. <laughs> but um, we're excited that Rachel Dratch is involved. We're excited that Sonia's involved. Sonya's the directors sh- are not excited that Sonia's involved. It's funny that they are setting up that Sonia will disrobe. Well, they don't want Sonia to disrobe. I know, but like she does. Like, well, she, she does. does. I loved how she immediately said, well, uh, I normally do more of a cabrelesque. Yeah, yeah. And um, everyone in the room got very anxious. I loved when Luann said that she didn't want to have to play the snatch card, yeah. which gave me some snatch game thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think, did you see Sonia's post, by the way? She posted on Instagram or something about how she should be a RuPaul's Drag Race judge. <gasps> and I, I was like, yeah, go ahead. No, but you know what? I would say Lou before Son. Yeah. I mean, they would all be horrible. Yeah. But at least Luann's a drag queen. Yeah. I mean, like, that's been like, <laughs> since the mermaid parade, the common gag. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, the reporters from, the eyewitness reporters from the the scene where Sonia does this robe. Yes. Said, like, it was intentional. Yeah. Like, so I feel like this has all been in the, in the works since this episode. Well, I think the directors quickly realized that Sonia does not respond to direction. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have to just do what yeah. Sonia's doing because even when they were going over the quote unquote gangster rap, yeah. um, Sonia was like ready to rap and they were like, this isn't you. And she was like still going for it. So... <sighs> I think that they quickly learned that they were going to have to bend to Sonia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't wait to see it in the finale. I think that's going to be the finale episode. Because we're going to go to Columbia, come back, do Counts and Friends, wrap this up, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, But we have also more with the Adam and Carol saga. What are your thoughts on Adam and Carol? I just... (laughs) Like, I wish she would have leaned in more into the speed dating that occurred later. Right. And more away from Adam. Yeah, I think that what I'm feeling frustrated about with her is that I kind of liked Adam and Carol together. I thought that was fine. I kind of love how she just snatched him up at Luann's house. Like, I thought that was cute. And I actually thought they had, like, kind of a cute rapport. So, um, but when they broke up, I was like, okay, well, sure. Like he's 30 and she's yeah. not. I think and it was so... like fun while it lasted. Right. But then when she was so angry that he had gone out with another girl. Yeah. It was like, she came off to me a little crazy at that point. Cause I was like, well, you seem to have initiated this breakup. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So why are you so upset about this? And then now she's mad at him for sending him flowers. Like, it seems like their communication has really deteriorated. Mm, yeah, yeah. Especially when they, like, they were living together. Yeah. Which seems to be, like, how do you go from that to, like, jumping out of that? I don't know. I think there might be... 
as there always is, some off-camera things oh, that yeah, we're not sure. privy to. So I don't know, like, what conversations they've had about, like, if he wants to have a family and those type of conversations yeah. where obviously she's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but then I did think it was weird that she didn't um, lean into this speed dating thing, aside from pretending like she had no idea what was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of moving in together and living together, Tinsley is prepping to Tins. live with Scott in the same hotel? I hate this. I think they're, like, just upgrading <laughs> to spend more money in this hotel. Yeah, I... Okay, I was so irritated when she opened her oven <sighs> because no one does that. She had three sweaters in there. Like, you can put those sweaters under your bed. You can squeeze those in a shoebox. Like, you can who, put them on the floor. Who was this man? I don't know, but I want to know more. <laughs> but he came in, like... Ready to have his moment. He's like, what yeah. is this Carrie Bradshaw moment I'm giving you? I right think that now. he maybe told her to put those in there. So he I know they were that. like, like Here's our his scene. line was very scripted. Like, yeah. and of course anyone would say a yeah. Carrie Bradshaw thing about that. But yeah, I want to know more about that man. I know. Do we even get his name? Like, is he a friend? No, he's not. Is, is <laughs> I he... think he's like hired like Priv. Their makeup, I like a priv moment. Yeah, like a, he's part of the priv family. Yeah, they would probably have a packing service, or he was just there to do makeup, and she was like, "No, we're packing." Yeah. Uh, so then we get Sonia visiting Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> Bethany presenting Sonia with the skinny girl jeans. Ugh. This is like the the sixth time we've talked about skinny girl jeans this season. And Sonia, I feel like, must have gotten, like, some commission this week because she was, like, doing cartwheels over the fact she was receiving a skinny she, girl jean. Well, she is, um, you know, having some life struggles. So I think she was just happy to get something for free. Clothing. But yeah. <laughs> she's on the verge of being homeless. I mean, she might just need them. But I could not handle Bethany's dig at her where Sonia is like, oh my gosh, I love this color. This is the new color for the season. Uh, and Bethany is like, first Bethany is like, what do, what do you mean the color of the season? What, what's the color of the season? I don't know what the color of the season is. She's what's, a what's fashion the the forecaster. And then Bethany is like, well, you know, the samples, they just come a size bigger. So. Oh my God, like, so rude. It was so rude, all of it. But overall, it's like Bethany could never be as mean to Sonia as she was previously oh when they God. were talking about Sonia's business. When, so, when I almost cried. Yeah, I mean, this was basically a kiss on the lips. Yes. So it's like, whatever. And she was also dragging her app job description. Where <laughs> oh, that she, was crazy. I know. So I <laughs> I have never, like, so she, this is the league yeah. versus Raya. Yeah. So, okay. So Raya is a dating app for, like, famous people, okay. basically. Yeah. Where you have to have, like, that's a really intense review process. Sure. You have to have, like, a certain number of Instagram followers. And you're supposed to be, like, a creative famous person. But, like, these ladies all could get on there. I'm sure they could. But I don't know. Maybe not if they're old. Oh, okay, yeah. But the league is like has a fake wait list, I think. Mm, like they really gaslight you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like fake, but I think anyone ultimately gets oh, onto okay, it. Yeah, yeah. But Bethany dragging her for her job description was crazy. But her job description was insane. It was every job. Yeah. Even but the I, ones I liked the toaster oven part. I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. You should keep that. I mean, even including the film producer. Film producer? Which forced her into bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, that like, crazy. maybe not include a job that made you bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, she's letting it all hang out. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was crazy was that they were pretending that she had just now got into this website, but 
already she has matches and people are messaging oh, her. Yeah. Like, that's not how dating apps work. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to match. So, clearly she had already been using this. Mm-hmm. But I liked Bethany reviewing it. I found that to be a really, like, relatable scene mm-hmm. where, like, you sit down with your girlfriends and, yeah, like, yeah. look at your dating app and oh, say, like, that. pick this picture and do this. Like, I thought it was sweet. Yeah. And I thought they were, I'm kind of liking them together this season. I thought they were sisters on that crazy trip. I know, but I feel like it's not sisters by choice. It's sisters by, like, we have no one else yeah. left. Well, sisters by loneliness, but <laughs> yeah. sisters nonetheless. Uh, so, speaking of sisters, we have Lou and Dorinda going to Giovanni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to try on dresses for Countess and Friends. This was weird to me. We got Ramona Blue dress. <laughs> I loved that. And I loved when Lou was like, why'd you have to go and say that? You ruined it for me. <laughs> like, okay. Uh and then they, like, have a sit-down and talk about, like, the whole... Like, I think she, she had a court date that day. Yes, which was canceled. So, here's what she said. And I'm going to tell you why this makes no sense. <laughs> okay. So, Luann says, So, we went in thinking, like, they were going to, like, not charge me or, like, drop the charges or blah, blah, blah. And she says, because... They wouldn't charge me for a criminal thing because I didn't have criminal intent. And it's like, Luann, <laughs> just because you're drunk doesn't mean you can commit a crime. Right. I, I thought that was the crazy. That was the most, like, I never feel guilty about being privileged statement Luann has made in her life. Like, of course you can be charged with a crime without having criminal intent. I mean, like, not every crime requires in- intent. It only requires... Like, an action that you've committed. Yeah, (laughs) right. That was lovely. Uh, Yeah, that was bonkers. I was sitting there like, wow. But then Lou won me back when she went to get coffee with Carol. I thought it was crazy. (laughs) I mean, like, they can't even get, like, a coffee order, right? Like, I just want regular coffee. And Lou's like, regular coffee? (laughs) She was horrified. Uh, Okay, she says, she's talking about, like, the fact that, like, she was tired at, what was it, like the Plymouth retreat yes. because she, she was not drinking. Mm-hmm. And then Carol says, but you were, like, you would stay up all night and then be the first one up when you were drinking. She was burning the candle at both ends, Yes, baby. exactly. <laughs> the, the burning the candle at both ends was one of my favorite lines. <laughs> I was giggling. I was like, okay, Luann. Like, I don't know. I think that... I understand that she has to lean into this like alcoholic personality yeah. for legal reasons. Yeah, yeah. And for sure. I respect that. Yeah. But it does sound insane. Like, I don't think if anyone is an alcoholic on this show, it's not Luann. Yeah. Although maybe she just like hides it well. Maybe, but I don't know. I feel I, like I feel I, I mean like I'm not an expert, but I feel like some people are able to mask it better than others sure you know yeah uh there's the scene that was like putting me to sleep was the ramona at the gym (laughs) episode i forgot about about that that. yeah exactly yeah that was really boring so let's bop over to dorinda and lou going to church (laughs) okay i okay take me to church i had so many feelings about this my first thought was dorinda goes to church i believe it yeah, I mean, she. I I guess now that I like think about it, it makes sense. But I was so startled. Yeah. And then I was startled that Luann revealed the location of her AA meeting. <gasps> oh my god! I know <laughs> that and, like kind of horrified me. But also like Dorinda talking about how 
the energy of New York City drives her to drink. Like, she's like, it's snowing. I need to go home and drink a bottle of Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if anyone's an alcoholic, it's not Luann. Because there's a woman who's saying that this environment where she chooses to live drives her to drink daily. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't really... Of course, everyone I think who lives in the city relates to the idea that you Mm. need to sometimes get out of the city for a weekend and, like, recharge or whatever. But I I don't know of a whole lot of people, at least who are telling me about it, who are saying that the energy of the city drives them to drink. Yeah, I know. That sounded, like, really frantic and, like, strange to me. Like, the Berkshires is her only safe space. She just needs to be surrounded by the Santa Clauses. Do we believe that she's not drinking in the Berkshires? I feel like, like when, if you follow her on Instagram, there's like a different energy when she's in the Berkshires. She's like cooking more. Yeah. She's like looking at the the gardens. Well, I feel like this is kind of a, I mean, I know that the community has mm-hmm. often spoken about how it seems like maybe Dorinda's doing things that aren't just alcohol. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe that's more of the oh. having the effects sure, on her sure, sure. than than like a bottle of wine, yeah, yeah. right? Because like, who doesn't like to relax in their country house with a bottle of wine? Yeah, why not? Right? But like, I don't think there's like Coke out there. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, you're, there's no reason to like party yeah. while you're there. So, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I, but I found that scene to be shocking, and then the candle lighting. <gasps> oh my god, that was, like made my heart soar. It was just like sweet. Oh. I like the top row. I like, we have to do it together. There's more energy. I liked, I did like when Dorinda said she lit a candle for Lou while she was in rehab. Oh my God. I thought that was really sweet. I feel like Dorinda is the one that Lou turns to the most in terms of like support. Well, I mean, that's what you turn to. I mean, Dorinda's just like a sweetheart. She's a nice lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we are in the matchmaking scene. Yes, which, you know, suddenly this box appeared at Carol's home. She received this invitation yes. unexpectedly to this um, matchmaking speed date party. Yeah, which all the girls attend. Yes. Whether or Shopping. not they are in a, in a relationship or not. I liked the concept of observing this. Mm, yes. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Dorinda and, like, Tinsley were having the time of their life. Well, I felt like they were on, like, our side with us. Mm, yeah, you yeah. Know? They were, like, the Greek chorus that we yeah. haven't really had since Bethany became a crazy person. <laughs> uh, but I love Bethany, even though she's crazy. Um, not the sparklers, but... Not the sparklers. <laughs> so there's this man in a red <laughs> scarf who, even before he, like, joined the scene, was giving me the wrong energy. Right. Well, first of all, you're like, why is he wearing this red scarf? Yes. But then also the um, matchmaker lady, Rory. Yeah. She had pointed him out to Carol. Yeah. So I think he was wearing the red scarf. And I know Ramona mentioned this later. I think he was wearing the red scarf for Flair. Yeah. Like he was wearing the red scarf because Rory needed to tell Carol, this is the guy that I'm trying to set you up with. Interesting. I I feel like that is like, um, the red scarf is kind of like, do you remember... On VH1, there was that show, like, uh, what is it? It was, like, a teaching men how to, like, date. Oh, like, the game or whatever The game, yeah, that bullshit. Oh. Yeah, which is so gross. But that's, like... That was gross. It's, like, peacocking. Yeah. Isn't, like, yeah, the red scarf peacocking? That's definitely some... Um, it's not good. Yeah. I don't like that. But that guy was trying to do weird stuff, so... Well, apparently he showed up because... 
Only for one, Miss Bethany Frankel. He met Bethany months ago and then knew she was going to be here. Yeah. Here's the other thing is, I do love Bethany, but imagine meeting Bethany and thinking, like, I want to be in a romantic relationship with this woman. Like, she is not well. I don't think she would be, like, as much as I respect her as a businesswoman and I think she's really smart, um, I don't think she would be a good, like, partner to anyone. Which was interesting because she said in a confessional this week, Dennis would not make a good partner. Well, I think they both wouldn't make a yeah, good so partner. Yeah, so they just like ha- Which is why fun. they love each other and they're not together. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should just have fun. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. Like but... he, like she, given all the money she now has, should just like chill well, out. Well, she should never get married again. Never get married again. Like We don't want to count situation where no. he's coming back for the no. money. Suing for all kinds of stuff. But speaking of the red scarf man, okay. Ramona goes on a speed date with him. And, like, she is enamored. Oof, she's turning it up. Well, the crazy part about this speed dating situation is I couldn't tell when it began. Because Ramona had already started attacking this man. Mm-mm. And then, like, five minutes later, they were like, okay, uh, go to your next person. Yeah. Like, it was... This is not what I expected a speed dating scene to look like. Yeah. Maybe in a good way. I liked that they were kind of sitting on couches and it yeah, seemed like yeah. a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, it was but... definitely like a, like a longer moment together than yeah. I think most speed datings. So I go. liked that, but I thought it was kind of strange how it wasn't announced to us that it had started. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just was like a natural moment. It was like, well, Ramona's already speeding this man and won't stop, so that'll just be the first date. And then we get... The man with Luann who asks... Oh, my God. What did you do for the holidays? <laughs> I had to pause this, I had to pause this show back. to gasp because I was so nervous about what she was going to say. And she was, too. Yeah. She was really choking on her words when she was like, uh, I, well, I, um, I went to Florida and I, uh, you know, oh, I yeah, stayed yeah. in Florida. <laughs> I was going to go to South America, but, uh, and he goes, oh, you didn't make it. So that the to response. me highlighted that he knew what he was asking. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this was a producer plant or someone who read any website or newspaper yeah, ever yeah. in his life, but he, this guy knew what he was asking. We get Ramona with another man, not the man she loves in the red scarf. Oh, I loved this one. But part. the younger man who he didn't actually look younger to he me. He didn't look younger to me. Like he was forty-four. Yep. Which I'm not there yet, so I'm not like one to judge. Yeah. But he definitely looked like a little closer to the five-zero mark. I would say. Yeah, I will say they, much to her joy, they did look approximately the same age. Yeah, I'm like beautiful but Ramona. She. Was doing some crazy stuff there. So he says he's 44. She won't say how old she is, but then she, he says, well, I thought you were like my age. And she kisses him on the mouth. On the mouth. On the mouth. It was insane to me. Which also like, Ramona, if you're like so into the red scarf, like maybe don't kiss this guy in the mouth. (laughs) But Ramona is not well. (sighs) Oh my God. So... The other thing, Tinsley saying, oh, like, I, I would not do the speed dating. I'm like a, I'm a Southern girl. I need to be wined and dine. And they do the flashback of her making out with Scott. After two um, Tito's. After two Tito's. Tins. I mean, like, Tins. Tins is full of it because she would absolutely do the speed yes, dating. Yes, of course she, she would. She would love it. Uh, but then what was interesting was that 
like Ramona and Carol both kind of were interested in the guy. Like Carol seemed to be expressing some interest in him. Yeah, but then he was all about Bethany. And I think this is going to come up in Columbia. It is because he was doing to Bethany what Ramona was doing to him. Yeah. Which was like this psychotic eyeball situation where his weren't physically popping out of his head because no one's can do that like Ramona, but the intent was there. Yeah. And he was just doing weird stuff. And I felt that he was so crazy. And by the end, Bethany seemed like she had come around, but she was clearly like, uh, you already know me. We don't need to meet at a speed dating. We can just date. But yeah. like you can't. But I like, think Carol I was know. also into him. Because Carol was told that she was supposed to be into him. Mm. And then Luann or somebody said he looks like Adam. Mm. And that's when Carol, who was still like Hung possessed yeah. by Adam, yeah. was like, okay. And like an old she oh she goes Adam I did think this was funny when Carol said, Oh yeah, it could be Adam's dad. Which I was actually like, Okay, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Like I mean, that time when she went shopping with Adam's parents. I loved that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, was, yeah, that was crazy. I do think that Red Scarf is going to be a recurring oh. theme on the... Not him as necessarily a person. On the trip, yeah, yeah. But I think, like, talking about him yeah. is going to last forever. Yeah. Um, I also do want to highlight some quotes from Sonia. Yes. Because she was really... I was saving the best for last. <sighs> Sonia said some of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. I don't know which is my favorite, but I loved when she said, do I smell like mothballs? (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, as she's like walking into the event, she's, she's like telling a man she won't speak, speak to him unless they're speeding. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then she says to this other guy, I like your skin. And he's like, oh really? She goes, yeah, you know, I'm used to that red ruddy skin. (laughs) But then... (laughs) She found a man to outdo her. Oh, yeah. This was, like, the last big thing for me. Yeah. That man who was talking nasty to her. Yes. As if the mic wasn't picking it up. I think that he didn't know yeah. this was being filmed. She I, did. No, I think he didn't know that if he was whispering into her ear, yeah. they would pick up the audio. Yeah. I, but it did. He's, like, talking about, like, tie, like tying her up and, like... Oh, I yeah. She, she goes... Only some guys know how to spank. Oh my god! Which I was like, okay, Sonia. And then they're talking about like wanting a bruise, a handprint after the handprint. It was a kind of a wild conversation. It was like putting Fifty Shades to shame. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely bringing Fifty Shades to the TV screen. Yes, for sure. To the and I mean, we can't forget, by the way, that Sonia did actually bear her ass to us in the Bethany scene. Uh, multiple times. Multiple times. And Bethany spanked her with a phone. So this was kind of, I think, a running theme in the episode. But yeah, that guy was like very horny. Yeah. Oh my God. I want so, to know what he said to the other women. I know. Like, because I think that Sonia does have the ability to bring out yes. the crazy and I horny like in a person. But I want to know back. what he said to these other people. Like, you don't just say that to I want to see all the footage from yes. this event. Give us a, a secret reveal of only speed dating. Yes, please. Please. So, I'm glad that the New York episode turned around, because it started out weak. <laughs> but we, I was able to wake up, yeah. We ended on a bang. Yeah. And I do, do want to just put, like, a public announcement uh, to the audience. Big Brother is great this season. This is what's going on. We got a girl being psychologically tortured to be a robot. They tell her, uh, robot online, 
And then she was sent to like a room where she has to just sit and control a robot and communicate th- to the other housemates. What? As a robot. We have this one guy who's a Muslim. He picked, like he, he like lost some, co- like not, not quite a uh, competition, but like he was last place for something. He had to pick his punishment. And he picked, it was like he had to choose between bad apps. He picked Amazon. Oh my God. It's an Amazon delivery service where they deliver ham. But since he's Muslim, they couldn't send him ham. <laughs> so they had to send him like fake ham product. And they just send it to him like around the clock. And, he, and when they send it to him, he has to finish the, the plate of ham before we could go do anything else. What? So he's just like eating fake ham all day, like driving him crazy. There's just like crazy <laughs> shit going on. <laughs> That's the on craziest there. thing I've ever heard. Uh, wow. And then there's like the current head of household who is a mentally unwell woman. She backdoored someone, which is like the, the way of like getting someone kicked out without uh, like giving them the chance to fight for their lives. Oh. And as she's doing it, she's like crying, making it seem as though she, someone forced her to do it, but like she's the one in position of power. So it's hmm. been like a while, two weeks. Wow. You still have, like, I think we're six episodes in at this point. So like, if this sounds exciting to you, you could probably still jump in. Yeah. Uh, but I would recommend like bopping in when the next celebrity version starts up. I think that might be, have to be my path. Yes. Because... It sounds like celebrity is a good way to like yeah. wet your feet a little bit, you know see the if faces. the concept is good for you. Yeah, and yeah. On. Um, and as you know, I have some Potomac homework. Exactly. So you have a long road ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, so that's Big Brother. But the Freak of the Week this week is actually a Freak of the Week from prior weeks. But it's freakish. It's still freakish. So Real Men Watch Bravo. Ugh. This popped up as like their campaign to allure men to watch the show kind of centered around Vanderpump rules now it has its own show hosted by Jerry O'Connell who I actually like find enjoyable he's fine like if they gave this to Michael Rappaport I would have like taken to the streets (laughs) I'd be protesting (laughs) yes Uh, so I, I don't find him offensive it's just like why is this show being called Real Men Watch Bravo yeah it's only going to be het men yeah, or maybe it's not crazy. going to be. I was like, do we really need a, another platform for het men to yeah. speak? Like, isn't below deck enough? <laughs> Which <laughs> I'm enjoying below yeah, deck, yeah. but um, no, we don't need, that is enough. So there was a public outcry and Bravo executives have responded to the outcry as reported on Huff, Huff Post. So they have announced the upcoming late night show, Real Men Watch Bravo, will be renamed following a wave of feedback. They said, Bravo has always prided itself on being inclusive. This show is a tongue-in-cheek celebration of all things Bravo, featuring a diverse range of perspectives. The original title is not meant to be exclusionary in any way, but we hear you and we will be announcing a new title shortly. The network did not immediately respond to a question about whether the show will only feature male guests. However, following the initial publication of the story, actor Jerry O'Connell, who is slated to host the show, told HuffPost in a tweet that producers were, uh, will be begging the Real Housewives cast to appear. It's not clear whether O'Connell's tweet uh, represents an official statement from the network. 
Wow. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the show even will be. Like, is it People's Couch? Is it Watch What Happens Live? Is it both? Is it Candy Coated Nights? I have not watched that yet. Uh, you're not missing much <laughs> other than when Candy says, Candy Coated Nights! Nights! That's my favorite yeah, part. Yeah, I've seen the like, trailer for it, and <laughs> I always think, like, oh, that show's probably crazy, because Candy is unhinged. Yeah. And I feel like especially in an environment where she's supposed to be a host, it could really go off the rails. Yeah, it's just like... N- like, they're pretending it's live, like, reading Aww. hashtags, but, like, the clips were shown weeks hashtag ago. Hashtag Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Candy Coated Nights. <laughs> uh, so, mm, let's see how this Real Men Watch Bar Road plays out. Yeah. But the one true queens this week, oh. two, two brave, strong women, Hannah Lynch and Victoria Delisaps. <laughs> now, you may be asking, well... Victoria, she's suing her mother. Yeah. I know. But before that <laughs> happened, <laughs> she and Hannah co-starred in a commercial with Dorinda and Luann, Bravo SponCon, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Here Hillary, We Go Again, baby. You saw it. I saw it. It was incredible. I love all of the Bravo SponCon movie commercials. Yes. I think they're all great. But this one I found to be a much higher production value. Mm. It was clearly filmed at in the Berkshires. Berkshires, by the pool. Which I loved. Everyone looked beautiful. The I thought Dorinda was stunning. Loved it. Um, everyone was beautiful. And they had, you know, some quote-unquote meaningful conversations about motherhood, motherhood and daughterhood. Lu- Luann says, <laughs> the, gra- the greatest love is when I had you. Like, that's my greatest love. I've and never he, had a love so profound. And... Which is shocking, because she says that about every love she's ever had. And here we are today. Well, as reported by TMZ, <laughs> Victoria is suing her mother. Well, it wasn't Victoria's greatest love, I guess. No. But she's still uh, one of the one true queens. Buy a ticket to Mamma Mia, here we go again, or watch it when you're sick one day on TBS. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely have, like, NyQuil dreams about Cher being your grandma. mm well, Hillary, thank you so much for giving us nutritional <laughs> advice with Skinny Girl Sparklers, joining us through a trip through Potomac in New York. It's been a pleasure. Uh, if anyone who's listening is looking to find you, where do we find you online? Well, you can find me in the Come Through Queen Facebook group, yes. of course. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Hillget, yes, H-I-L-G-E-T. With a behind-the-scenes shot from tonight's There's episode. a behind-the-scenes look at our Skinny Girl Sparklers, so uh, <laughs> take a look there. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you can find me at IDKIDK. You should leave a review on iTunes. It's free. If you haven't done that already, what are you doing? Like this, You're getting free content here. Come on. I did it. It was really easy. Yeah, so easy. Um, Facebook group, as you mentioned kindly multiple times. It's lit. It's Guys, lit. come in. Uh, and then also you could call us. We, that call today for Tom, Tom chef kiss. Amazing. Seven, one, seven, four, seven freak. If you're shy, you can email us at come through queen at gmail.com and like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love me. Love me. Please retweet. See you next, See you next week. week. Not really. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.